1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, December the 17th, 2019. On today's show, I break down Mike Bobo's introductory press conference. I'll give my initial takeaways, break down some of the key quotes from his press conference and give my thoughts on the future of Mike Bobo as the offensive coordinator and what his offense just might look like. At South Carolina going into the 2020 season. Before we move into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and they've been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're a cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at six and a half percent for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year they're literally putting money back in your pocket. They also have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. So guys, whenever you're making a big time life decision like this, whether it be you're getting married, you're buying a car, you're buying land, you're getting a mortgage, whatever it may be, you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner. You want someone that's going to make that process super simple, super easy, going to be stress-free for you because we know how complicated and confusing it can all be. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender? One of the most popular questions they get, people will find a bunch of land to buy, for example, 20 acres or so. How much would you need as a down payment, right? That's that's what you need to know. I mean, how much are you going to have to put down as a down payment before you start paying the mortgage off? That's obviously a very, very, very crucial piece of information to have. So typically, AgSouth Farm Credit requires a minimum of 15% down but that'll ultimately be determined by term and other factors like your credits. Normally, the longer the term, the bigger the risk, which means we like a little more skin in the game on your end. So for more information on down payments, call those guys over at 844-AG-SELF or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H. FC.com slash TSUS, Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619788. So again, their website, AgSouthFC.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844 AgSouth, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. What's up, guys? I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Got a very, very packed show today, breaking down Mike Bobo's introductory press conference on Monday afternoon. Got a lot of thoughts, a lot of quotes to break down, some things that Mike Bobo said that I really feel like stood out, and I think kind of gave us an indication of what we might see going into 2020 and going into the 2020 football season. Um, Before we do that, before we get to everything, a couple housekeeping items we haven't done so Rate, subscribe the show, leave five stars, leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast. If you could do me that favor, click the pause button. Go leave five stars and leave your feedback on the show. Also, if you're not subscribed already, click that subscribe button. You'll get daily notifications on the podcast. So click the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. I really, really do appreciate it. Also, the Spurs Up Show Bowl Pick'em League. Um, If you guys are interested, it's on ESPN.com. The group name is the Spurs Up Show. The bowls start on Friday uh, I've got the link out on social media as well if you just want to go through that. But really, really excited about that. We'll probably do some sort of giveaway like merchandise or something like that to the winner of the Bowl Pick'em League. But again, it's simply the Spurs Up show in Capital One Bowl Mania on ESPN.com if you guys want to play. All right, let's get into it. Talking Mike Bobo, his introductory press conference. I literally just got done watching it. So very, very excited to talk about this. And I know a lot of Gamecock fans were tuned into this and tuned into the updates that I was tweeting out. Very, very interested and intrigued to know what Mike Bobo was going to say. I know that I was one that I was very much so looking forward to this press conference because we've just had so many questions about, well, what is the offense going to look like? What is his offensive philosophy? What is he going to do? Is he going to be able to break free of Will Muschamp and kind of be his own person and call the offense and call all of the shots? You know, really just off the jump, I think, and I tweeted this out, but I think what you heard from Mike Bobo and I don't know how Gamecock fans are going to feel about this, but I said this when they were hiring Mike Bobo, when they are looking for a new OC. I don't think the South Carolina offense is going to look that much different next year than what we've seen so far under Will Mushan. Now, that's not to say that I think the execution might not get a lot better. The play calling might not get a lot better. I, I certainly expect the play calling to get better. I certainly do. But the execution might get a lot better. I just don't think you're going to see this offensive overhaul that maybe a lot of fans have been clamoring for. I'm going to go ahead and jump into some of these quotes because I think he said a lot of stuff that um, really kind of reveals sort of his mindset and kind of gives fans an indication of what they want to do offensively. So Bobo said – You know, his general philosophy aligns with Will Muschamp's philosophy in the sense that they want to be a physical football team. We want to be able to run the football at the same time. We want to have balance. We want to be able to spread people out. I don't think this is anything new or surprising. You know, they talked a lot about they want to use the tight end as well. You know, they've made it clear, and if you listen to our interview with Marshawn Lloyd, they made it clear to him as well. They want to run the football period, point blank. And I think that is smart, though. You need to be able to run the football in the SEC. If you look at the Game Cox record, since Will Muschamp has taken over, when South Carolina can run the football, the record is phenomenal. I think it's like 24-7. and 7. Um, They've gone in games that Caron has rushed for over 100 yards. Um, you know, he talked about, because again, there were a lot of questions directed at, you know, how much involvement are you going to have on the offensive side? Like, is it going to be your show? Is Will Muschamp going to give his input? Bobo said, quote, there's one head coach, and that's Will Muschamp. I'm the offensive coordinator. He's trusting me in getting our staff ready and on the same page. Accountability is going to be on me. So, again, even listening to this, I feel like Will Muschamp Muschamp did not bring someone in here that they're going to butt heads or someone that I think – he did not bring someone in that's going to want to come in and completely take over everything. I, I think they're still going to be very involved. It's still and I'm not trying to be negative here. This is just my takeaways from this press conference. It still feels very much like it's going to be a similar working relationship in the sense of Will Muschamp's going to be involved with what's going on in the offensive side. If Will Muschamp wants to override a play call, for example, it's going to happen. He, he he's going to get on the headset and make that happen. Um you know, I, I like a lot of things I heard from Mike Bobo as well, just in the sense this is a guy like we talked about that is proven, that has done it before at a high level. I think he understands where South Carolina's roster is at right now. You know, he spoke on Ryan Holinsky and basically – and I, I like the way – and I think a lot of other people do, did too. I like the way that he – I don't want to say called out Ryan Holinsky, but was very brutally honest in the sense that he's got to get better. his His mechanics, the way he plays the game – You know, he's got to get fundamentally better as a quarterback is exactly what Mike Bobo said. He said, quote, I talked to Ryan about this, and I don't feel bad about saying this. He's got to get fundamentally better as a quarterback. And I think if you watch Ryan Linsky last year as well, granted, the injuries, I think, really hurt his mechanics and what he did mechanically. And you heard Alex McGrath and I talk about that a lot during the season. But I think Ryan's a guy that's got to get better. No doubt Ryan Linsky has got to get better going from year one to year two. And I think he certainly will. Um, Another really telling quote from the the press conference quote, and this is from Mike Bobo, the base philosophy is we want to be balanced. We want to run the ball. We want to play with a tight end and have a tight inside running game and a play-action game. Again, this sounds very, very, very similarly to what South Carolina has done and or tried to do under Will Muschamp. And I think that's basically the point I'm trying to make here is if you're a Gamecock fan right now and you're expecting some major offensive overhaul and the identity to be something crazy and out there like I, I just don't see that happening. Like I think this is going to be pretty consistent with what Will Muschamp wants to do. You know, Mike Bobo talked about that Will Muschamp as a head coach has identities for his teams, his entire teams and he basically said again that, that those those their philosophies lined up, which you know, how how much do you like hearing that if you're a Gamecock fan? I mean, realistically, how much do you actually like hearing that? You know, I talked about a couple weeks ago, I I really didn't think the offensive coordinator hire was going to be, you know, I'm not, you're not going to see me on social media, number one, bashing it, but you're also not going to see me celebrating it because I still feel that there are certain core philosophies that Will Muschamp wants to have of his teams and how much can an offensive coordinator really come in and change that and change the identity of the entire football team? Um, You know, I just look, taking a look at some more of the quotes here. um, You know, he talks, spoke very positively about the fans, obviously spoke positively about the environment, the atmosphere, you know, the opportunity to win. He said he feels like South Carolina is on the verge of something special. And that was a big factor in his decision coming here, um, I thought the one thing that was really interesting, speaking of the carry-on just speaking about the quarterback position in general, both Muschamp and Bobo said they have met with the carry-on Joiner. said that Joiner's indicated he wants to do, quote, whatever it takes to help this football team. Um, they also added that could be a quarterback, that could be a wide receiver, wherever, where, running back, wherever he can get on the field, he wants to stay in the help. I'm very surprised that I really thought the carry-on Joiner was going to be a guy that transferred, thought he was a guy that wanted to play quarterback, but overall, I mean, tip of the cat to him. I, I think we all like to carry on Jordan. We'd like to see him get more, uh, get more opportunities to show off his athleticism, and just his playmaking ability. But, again, going back overall from what I take away from Mike Bobo's comments, I, I think he's – I, I want to say this first off. I think he's certainly an upgrade over Brian McClendon. If nothing else, just because of his track record – what he's done at previous stops. I mean, they had a very successful offense at Georgia. They did some nice things in the first couple years at Colorado State. This is a guy that knows offense. He has done it before on the big stage. Heck, done it before in the SEC. But again, I warn South Carolina fans, if you are looking for some major over- overhaul and some crazy philosophical change and like looking for a completely different offense in 2020 than what we saw to 2019 – I don't think schematically you're going to necessarily see that. Again, I think you could see an offense that's much, much better execution-wise. I think you could see an offense that's much better in regards to play calling. I certainly think play calling will improve. But, again, if you're a Gamecocks fan, I warn you, do not get your hopes up that there's going to be some major overhaul in regards to scheme. I I just think you're going to see South Carolina stick to what it's tried to do under the first couple years of Will Muschamp, run the football. I I don't think there will be anything – creatively outside the box or outside the norm that we've seen the first four years going into year five of Will Muschamp. I just, I find that hard to believe. Again, could it happen? Certainly. I mean, it certainly, you know, could be impacted by a guy like Lou Doty coming in and some of your other freshmen they're going to get on campus. You know, I fully expect Marshawn Lloyd if not to be the starting running back, not just from the conversations with him, but listening to Mike Bobo today, it certainly sounds like they are planning on him contributing a ton of a ton for this offense next year. Mike Bobo talking about he feels like you know because he did mention all the guys they lost from a year ago, and he mentioned that you know freshmen can come in and help you out at wide receiver. They can come help you out at running back. And I think again specifically he is citing a guy like Marshawn Lloyd to come in and do it for you. um But overall, I mean, listen, your your biggest goal if you're Mike Bobo is to win the press conference, right? You want to win the opening press conference. Have your fans feel good about it. Um, I don't think there's anything he said that'll make you you know fans feel wary of him necessarily I think it's no matter what he said it's going to be a show it to us and prove it to us mentality going into 2020 but again I just don't think you're going to see this radical change as far as what South Carolina is trying to do on offense and again I don't think you even necessarily need to see a radical schematic change we just need to see a team that executes better and we need to see a team that has some sort of flow In regards to play calling, and we need to see a team that can make mid-game adjustments offensively and in regards to play calling. Which, so I think that side of it will get better. I think the play calling side of it, no question, will get better for South Carolina. But the simple thing is, can Mike Bobo get his guys to execute at a high enough level? And simply put, will South Carolina just be good enough to make the plays? and score points. That's what it's all going to come down to, obviously. I mean, he – you know, Mike Bobo basically spoke on it. Like, we're going to run whatever offense we have to run to score points. Um, But to me, you know, when when you're hearing Mike Bobo speaking 22 personnel and stuff like that, and it's a lot of stuff you've heard Will Muschamp say over the first couple years. So, I I just – I'll be very, very surprised – Um, If there is some crazy schematic change, I'm almost more so curious and excited, I guess you could say, looking forward to the development of Ryan Holinsky, because this is a guy who's supposed to be a quarterbacks guy, right? He's developed David Green, he's developed Aaron Murray, he's developed Matthew Stafford. This is a dude that has worked with some very high level quarterbacks what can he do with a guy like Ryan Holinsky? Again, I think I've talked before. I think Luke Doty is going to come in and push Ryan. I, there's no question. And I think it'll be great competition. You need competition all over the field, especially at that spot. But you, I think we can all definitely agree watching Ryan Holinsky. There were definitely some times where his mechanics were sloppy. And I, I think uh, Bob, you know, a friend of mine, Bobby Haney, actually posted a video under one of the quotes that Mike Bobo had about about Ryan and showed one of the plays where you know he's dropping the ball to his waist and coming up and throwing and You know, I I just, you know, and again, I know a lot of it was from injuries, and obviously him as a freshman, his mechanics are going to get better, but I'm just excited as far as what can a guy like Mike Bobo do with a Ryan Holinsky? Because, again, he's a prototypical pocket passer. This is a dude that a guy like Mike Bobo has worked with, like has has really been hands-on worked with, and I think it will certainly be beneficial as well that your offensive coordinator is your quarterback's coach. I think that is – I think that is going to be beneficial for South Carolina. But, again, I, I just don't expect any radical change on offense. I think the Gamecocks are still going to be pretty much philosophically exactly the same to what they've tried to do since Will Muschamp has gotten here, which is um, I'm sure there will be a mix of some RPO involved. Maybe we'll see a little bit more under center. Maybe we'll see a little bit more eye formation. But the Gamecocks want to run the football. I mean, there's no question. I mean, you know, I, I don't hate that philosophy – in, as long as you're still being creative while you try to do it, because I think we all agree, I don't believe South Carolina is a good enough football team to line up in the I formation like a Georgia did when Mike Bobo was there and just run the football. I mean, as good as Marshawn Lloyd is going to be, as good as a guy like Kevin Harris has the potential to be, Deshaun Fenwick, all those guys in the back, and as good as you're, you know, I think they cited this today, you've got eight guys returning that have started on the offensive line for you. So you've got some depth there, but with that being said, South Carolina is not Georgia. They are not good enough to line up in the I formation, just run it every single play. So, again, I expect you to see some RPO. I expect you to mix it up with some I formation. I mean, again, I think the offense is going to look very, very similar to what we've seen. And I think, honestly, you can have some success with it looking similar, but can you execute at a higher level, and will the play calling take a major, major step? Because, I mean, this is a South Carolina offense that – had some flashes of brilliance and, you know, at times was very good. And then at other times looked completely lost. There was no consistency in that regard. So can Mike Bobo, just if nothing else, bring more consistency through his play calling and getting guys to execute at a higher level? I think that's going to be the big question we have to answer. But overall, I mean, you know, I think Mike Bobo won the introductory press conference, and that's all you really want to do if you're him. Um, Obviously signing day coming up, tomorrow, which is very, very exciting. Jordan Birch announcing he's going to announce 2.30 on Wednesday. Uh, Obviously, Spurs Up Show and myself going to have a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of signing day coverage. But again, sticking with Mike Bobo, I mean, I'm I'm very anxious and eager to see what, if any, changes there are. But again, I'm just trying. I am going to myself, and I would warn South Carolina fans to do the same thing, is to temper the expectations of a completely revolutionized offense. Like, again, I'm going to be more so anxious to see, well, what is the play calling like? Like, when we get into a, you know, whoever we're playing, whenever, you know, we, we get into kind of a rhythm and, like, we hit a rut. Like, how do we bounce back? How, what type of adjustments do we make? What is the play calling like? Are we aggressive? Are we conservative? How much are we actually trying to run the ball? How much are we mixing in play action? How much is their RPO? Like, and I don't know that's something you're really going to know until we get to, to, to kickoff. I, I, just, I just don't think – and I don't think there's anything Gamecock fans, including myself, could see that would make us believe that this offense is all of a sudden just going to be you know, lights out. I mean, I, I just – you know, this is so much more wait-and-see and, and show-me mode than anything else. So, I, I, you know, I don't think there's anything in the spring game, for example, that we're going to go to the spring game and say, oh, there it is. There's the, there's the Mike Bobo effect. We're going to just see it on the field. Um, But I'm very curious to see just kind of what they do implement. The development of Ryan Holinsky and really everyone at the quarterback position is something I'll be keeping a very, very, very close eye on. But overall, again, Mike Bobo, you win the introductory press conference. Again, I think some things that were very interesting that he said on his end. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to see if they pan out. I mean, that's, that's really all you can say at this point. You'll just have to kind of see, you know, it's not the most sexy thing to say, but, you know, you're bringing in these guys like a Michael Wyman and like a you know uh, Marshawn Lloyd and like some of these other offensive weapons and Luke Doty and you know what can you do with them? What can it, what can Mike Bobo? It, it's it's a you know it, it's put up or shut up right now because I think we all know the situation going in the 2020 season with the coaching situation. What has to happen? The progression we all need to see. Um, you know so again it 's all going to be kind of wait and see uh, in, in my opinion i 'm sure many Gamecock fans would agree with that as well. a um, couple other news and notes I really already mentioned, but Jordan Birch moving up his announcement date announcing tomorrow Wednesday at two thirty will be broadcast on espN u you guys stay tuned for Wednesday. i 'm planning on a lot of fun content we'll probably do some YouTube live stuff um, obviously, the podcast will operate as normal we're going to have a really, really cool guest for Thursday as well but very very excited. Wednesday is going to be a very very busy day and an exciting day. Obviously, a signing day always is. Um, other than that, I don't think there really are any other news and notes, unless I'm missing something. Again, the news about the carry on joiner, uh, I think, is really really interesting. I, again, a guy that I fully expected to transfer, but hey, wants to stay at South Carolina and stay at his home state school and help out the Gamecocks win football game. That that's something I know we can all respect and I appreciate him for that. So, if he really does end up staying, appreciate that joiner. I mean, he, he doesn't have to stay. The guy doesn't have to stay. So, for him to make that decision, it's, honestly, it's awesome to see. Um, one other thing, and I can't believe I was about to forget this. Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw has been named first team All American by the Associated Press. It was announced Monday afternoon. Congratulations to Javon Kinlaw. And I don't know if somebody can answer me the question How are you first team All American by the AP, but your second team? All SEC, I I just that that that, those numbers really don't add up to me for whatever reason. Also, um, Tuesday, and this will be something I cover on Wednesday's show, but uh, as well as doing a recruit uh, signing day primer, if you will, or preview. But uh, some key things going on Tuesday: South Carolina's Board of Trustees meeting on Tuesday, athletics employment agreement, director of football strength and conditioning. So it sounds like the Gamecocks are going to officially hire a strength and conditioning coach. And then also, on the schedule, alcohol sales. So I know a lot of us are very interested to see what that is going to be about. I mean, obviously, we'll have full coverage of that, and I'll talk about it on Wednesday's show or tomorrow's show, if you will, as well. Um, One last thing as well on other news and notes front, the Gamecocks baseball team ranked in the collegiate baseball newspaper preseason poll at 48. Um, I know a lot. most people are not very thrilled about that, which you shouldn't be, but this is more of a prove-it year, in my opinion, for Gamecocks baseball. If you guys have followed along for a while, the past two seasons before the seasons, I've basically gone on a rant saying, how can you not rank South Carolina in the top 25? It's complete BS, whatever. This is a year that South Carolina deserves not to be in the top 25. This is a year you've got to go out there and you've got to prove it. you got to show people what Carolina baseball is all about. Um, I know the team will use it as motivation, but just kind of interesting in Collegiate Baseball newspaper releasing their preseason poll. Um, all right, before we wrap up, don't have any listener questions, obviously, but do have a voicemail that was left uh, Tuesday morning that obviously wasn't on the Monday show. So we're going to go ahead and air that right now.
2: Hey, man trying to leave a message last night, got caught up with some stuff. I know you probably already put up your Monday episode. You usually put up uh, around this time, but wanted to try to get a comment in maybe tomorrow episode or later on, but that was a good win yesterday. Um, I did not know that Frank Martin had never won at Little John. <laughs> I forgot they played in Greenville back the last time we beat him. Um, you know, and I left his comment on Twitter yesterday. No matter what people think of Frank, the last you know, few seasons. No matter, I know a lot of people have a lot of love and a lot of lustre falling off foul for of But no matter what you think of Frank, that was a nice win. He needed that. I know Clemson isn't the greatest. It was pretty evident watching that game yesterday. But he needed a win. He needed a nice, pretty convincing, you know, double digit win on the road, and beating Clemson is always good. And Just the fact that your players would even shake hands, like it just—it sums it up. It's like you—you talk about how you own the state and all men's sports, and yet you can't even shake our hands when we beat you. You know, I mean, it just—what would Father Dabo think about? (laughs) And it's their fans summed it up too, just like they always—always will be the first to post. They beat us at anything, but they lose, they're like, "Oh, I didn't even know we were playing Carolina today." Or just say, oh, basketball doesn't matter. But lo and behold, they ever beat us in women's basketball? I guarantee you that'd be front page in the state paper. They'll take out an ad and everything. There'll be a billboard. They beat Don the day that ever happens, which probably won't. But I just—it just sums up the rivalry and why we love to hate Clemson, and just the fact that they cannot take it. It's all sunshine and rainbows when they're beating us. But boy, you let us beat them in anything. And it's, uh, they defer it to something they, they just they cannot take it. And just that video after the game, just that was that was epic. I, I needed that thirty seconds because that that's made the last few years worth it. But, but anyway, just want to get that comment in.
1: Very well said, my man. Appreciate the voicemail. And I feel like. You speak for a lot of Gamecock fans when you say we we needed that thirty second video after the game where Clemson's refusing to shake hands. Um, no, I agree with a lot of what you said. Huge win for Frank and for the team, but uh, no, yeah, it, it still feels good, man. I mean, granted, again, it's it's not the magnitude of the football game we all understand, but you know, it, it has it has been hilarious. Um, <clears throat> the post game reaction from Clemson fans has been so funny I mean they're so bothered they're so bothered by it and trying to deflect to other things and deflect to football and it's like dude like the game happened we won like just get over it just get over it it happened okay y'all suck it's okay it's okay y'all won three in a row beforehand we won this one get over it like you don't have to deflect to football we all understand but yeah, no, I appreciate the voice, man. That was awesome stuff. That honestly got me fired up. But, uh, no, appreciate you guys. Again, appreciate you guys tuning in. That's going to do it all for me. One last thing before we go. If you need tickets to anything, whether it be Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, um, MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, whatever it may be, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek is the only ticket buying app that I use, the only one that I would recommend. they got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're never going to have to worry when you click the buy button. You're going to be free of stress. It's going to be easy, stress-free. SeatGeek does all the work for you in making sure you're not overpaying for tickets and you're getting the best bang for for your buck. So again, download the app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SpursUp. that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. I'm Chris Philp and Spurs Up Show as always. We appreciate you guys tuning in and we will talk to you